Hello and welcome to another edition of the Black Country Ramble. I, Kiz, a West Brom fan, am joined as ever by JB, a Wolves fan. JB, how are you? I'm good, mate. Not too bad. Um, yeah, three points heavier. So feeling feeling pretty good. <laughs> um, probably didn't expect it, to be honest with you. Like I said, you know, it was one of those games where I think you could have tossed a coin, really, in terms of which way it could have gone before the game and, and during the game as well, to be honest. So to be sitting here with, with, with another three points um, unbeaten in four is really pleasing. Um, yeah, so it feels a long yes, time ago. Yes. Friday night, doesn't it? it? Oh, mate, it's crazy. I, I was saying to, um, I was talking to, I was talking to my brother and I was saying it, it's really weird because usually, for some reason, Wolves games have tended to fall on either like a Sunday night or a Sunday or even like a Monday. I feel like when, when, I, when I finish work on a Friday, I'm always waiting for ages for him to play. So it yeah. was kind of, it was nice actually having the game on the Friday night. It might not have been nice if we'd have lost because then you've got to sort of suck that up for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. But um, to get to get the win early doors, that in the bag sort of thing, you can sort of relax, enjoy your weekend a little bit. But uh, yeah, it does seem a while away. It's mental really, how, how it works. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and we will get into Albion as well and we'll do yeah, a yeah, proper sure. rundown of that Wolves game, of course. But last week, I proposed a trivia question to you, JB. I asked you who was the first Brazilian to win a Premier League and you nailed it with Edu at Arsenal. Very, very good. Um, And you promised me a trivia question in reverse. So take the floor, JB. Okay, mate. So, yeah. So I've had a little look. Obviously, I've got a a couple lined up. So obviously I'm looking forward to sort of getting into these really. Um, But I'm going to go for this one just really because it sort of... um, Took my took my eye, if you like, because of our sort of um, agree or disagree last week, which obviously okay. was La Liga versus Serie A. So I've kind of tried to stick with that theme. So my question to you, Kieran, and the massive audience of the Black Country Ramble is: <laughs> Which four Italians have scored English Premier League hat tricks? So which four Italians have scored English Premier League hat tricks? I've got to get all four of them. Yeah. Now, okay, as okay. I said to you, pre, as, as I said to you pre before, it, it sounds quite a difficult question, and it, and it, and it may well be. But if you yeah. just think logically and think back to Italian players that are likely yeah. to get hat tricks yeah, within yeah, the yeah. Premier League, you sh- you might tick them off one by one, mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. So interesting. Have, have, have a think. Have a think. See if you can see what we can come up with, and we'll uh, right. I'll have, I'll have a few. We'll, I've we'll got go a couple for. already, and I'm sure everybody yeah, yeah. listening has got one particular Italian yeah. player which has come to mind um yeah, right yeah. that is that is tricky that is tricky so I'm yeah. gonna let I'm gonna let you begin the um the review this week and talk me through that Wolves game on Friday night while I get to thinking about Italian absolutely mate yeah 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 well, so I'm gonna be looking one, at your, one nil Wolves. expressions <laughs> I know, yeah one nil Wolves on Friday night JB take it away yes mate um First of all, really pleasing to, to, to come away with three points to get against a difficult lead Liverpool, sorry, lead side. Um, it was one of those games really where I felt neither team really looked the better side, if that makes sense. I think it was a good game. It was, it was well matched up. Um, there were plenty of attempts on goal. I think the fact that both teams had to quite openly was really pleasing to see. We touched on it in, in the pod before. I think if we'd have sat back and allowed Leeds to sort of come at us non-stop, they'd have just overrun us and the game would have been out of sight. So I was really pleased that we set up with that attacking intent to start with um, because that sort of set the store for the rest of the game. Um, you know, I, I think by the end of the game, I think between, I think Wolves had something like 16 or 17 attempts on target, Leeds had 22, something like that. So there was nearly 40 attempts on goal between the two teams. Uh, so it was a really sort of open game in that way. Um, I felt that the leads looked most dangerous, really. Whether they'd worked on it, whether it was just something we were susceptible to, every time they had that in-swinging free kick, it was just like every single ball into the box they got in behind. And they should yeah. have probably scored a couple of them, to be honest with you. The, 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 yeah, the Liam centre. Cooper had more XG than the Wolves team combined. Yeah, we missed yeah. Two yeah and, 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 that was, and that was to do with the, the, those in-swinging free kicks from Rafinha, yeah, which yeah, for yeah. some reason which I was really pleased that Nuno came out in the post-match interview and acknowledged that straight away because I thought if he'd have ignored that, 
that would have set alarm bells ringing yeah. for me. In fact, they acknowledged yeah. it straight to her. Like I said, whether that was just a tactical thing by Leeds and had worked on it and th- saw that have thought we were susceptible from that. Well, you have been happened, a bit susceptible from set pieces, haven't you? Uh, so? Absolutely. And you can see that Leeds targeted that. But apart from that, I, f- I felt like I-, I felt like it was a very sort of even game, really. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. The, ba- the Bamford goal, listen, it was, it was, it's VAR. It's, it's one of those. W- would I be gutted if, if it, that had been for Wolves? Absolutely. You know, you're talking a kneecap. To be honest with you, I think me and you were messaging each other during the, well, at the point, during the game, yeah. in real time, it, it looked, it looked miles, miles offside. Off. Yeah, did, and then yeah. when they slid down, I was like, shit. Then the lines yeah. came out. And then at one point, the lines came out and he looked onside. And I said to my brother, I thought you'd be George oh, again. I was like, no, oh, that, that, no, he won no. one all. And then another line came out, it focused on his kneecap and, all this, mate, oh, and, 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 it, and and again, it opens up that can of worms, which I don't really want to get into because I feel like we're touching on it every week. But for yeah. me, listen, I'm glad we got the three points. I'm glad the goal was disallowed. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. However, however, for me, would I rather see those minute decisions go in the attacking team's favour and not have to scrutinise yeah. a yeah. attacking movement like that? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. For me, that's not the purpose well, of VAR. Well, the weird thing um, there is that that was the correct decision from the linesman and all the palaver of VAR made it a massive issue when in actual fact, the linesman got it right, the goal was disallowed yeah. and then yeah. they've gone back, reviewed it and said, oh, the linesman might be wrong here. But it, it, yeah, it was yeah. a waste of two minutes where in actual fact, there was nothing doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and it, yeah, and, and for me, like I said, you mate, like so we are going to say every we are going to do a pod on VAR and stuff because uh, uh, Kirko, yeah, shout out to Kirko, he messaged me, he messaged me this morning, um, praising our pod last week and and, and pointed a few things out That's to us kind. about stuff, stuff, stuff that we said, which I will forward on to you. Um, yeah. I think one of the, I think one of the words was about the Villa Park thing, saying rent free or something like that, but. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, go, going going back to, to 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 the VAR thing for me, Kirk raised a really good point, which I'll touch on. But like I said, for me, that's the incorrect use of VAR. That you know, yeah. if, if it's that close a decision, it shouldn't be scrutinised. Or that yeah. give it the attacking yeah. team, give, put it in favour of the attacking team. But listen, I'm glad. I thought on the balance of play, probably draws yeah. a fair result. Um, but I'll take the three points. You know, uh, Rue Patricia, we've touched on how he's had a bit of a struggle this season, actually. Yeah, um, he has, yeah. Times, but, it, but in the last couple of games, to be honest, he is more than a tone for it and shown what a, what a top, top keeper he is. He made some fantastic saves. The one from Costa at the end, obviously, was really yeah. important. Um, so, yeah, and he was pleasing, you know, because I think Nuno got the tactic spot on. He used the, the sort of inverted winger formation. Well, yeah, I actually wanted to, so. yeah, I wanted to touch on that. And it was... It was a bit old school in the sense that Wolves had um, a back seven, not a back seven as a, as a defensive line. I mean, they had seven players who were definitely more defensively minded. And then they had yeah. Traore, Neto and Willian Jose up front. And that yeah. is a throwback to sort of tactics of yesteryear, but also a throwback to what Wolves used to do. Like yeah, that yeah, back yeah. seven used to be way more defensively minded, and then they would hit teams on the break going back over the last couple of years. Um, and they really have they've looked a little bit um if we go back over the last couple of months, maybe not the last four games, but they've looked like they didn't have any identity, like they were stuck yeah, between yeah. we'd spoken transition, transition, yeah, transition yeah, 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 again. Yeah. And, um, but it looked like wolves. Played like wolves, to be honest. Listen, listen, yeah, listen. Having Johnny back is massive. He adds a massive course, balance yeah. to the side. You know, he, I've, I've banged the Johnny drum since the day one of this podcast and said, when he's back, we will see a difference. And I've been proven right because he's come back. He studied the ship and he, he's absolute quality. I thought yeah. Nelson Samado was outstanding. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Nelson Samado, I thought he was brilliant. I think he's really found his game. feet now and he's really coming good. Um, and I just want to say actually, just want to it, it just because I've done there's really much more to go into really in, in terms of the game itself. I think we've, we've probably covered it. Um, and I said, I said, I've missed off because you say, no, not really, mate. No, a, a while, a while yeah. away. <laughs> but I just, I just want to say, we, we've well, I personally, and we, we've spoken at times about Fabio Silva yeah. and kind of how he struggled at times and things like that and what have you. And I just want to say, right, because I particularly haven't thought William Jose has, has done a huge amount the last few games, to be honest with you. I, I don't think no, he's been not particularly really, no. brilliant. And I've got to say, I thought Fabio Silva came off the bench for 10, 15 minutes against Leeds and I thought he was excellent. 
He put himself about. Yeah. He, he chased down everything. He had a couple of snapshots out of nothing. One of yeah, the could, corners. Could have scored, couldn't he? Yeah. He could have scored. And I just thought, you know what? That kid, right? And he will be aware that he's, he's had a lot of stick online. The yeah. 35 million price tag. There was an interview with him on BT Sports when uh, talking about his, his football manager wonder kid thing. And it was a brilliant interview. It came across really well. And he, and, and he exuded a bit of confidence. He spoke about, you know, do you, and he, talk, he spoke about some other wonder kids in Europe and how he wants to be one of the best players in the world when, he, when he's old and stuff like that. And the, I just thought, this, and he looked like a young kid with his curly locks and stuff. And I just, I just thought, yeah, this young kid, he's come over here with his massive price tag. He's probably played way more than what he thought he would do, was expected to. And actually, he's had a lot of grief from myself and a lot of other Wolves fans in terms of Christ. He ain't going to cut the muscle. But I thought he was excellent when he came on on Friday. And I just thought that, you know, I just thought I wanted to just put that out there because I think it's important to acknowledge when you probably give a player a bit of stick. Yeah. Um, as, as I have, I've gone, the, the, I can't believe we, we've spent 35 minutes on this kid who ain't ready yet sort of thing. But actually, he came on and he looked, mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. very, very well. And I actually think if he doesn't start against Newcastle, he's actually been a look. Because when he's come off the bench the last few games, yeah. I think he's done more what, what William has for his for his 70, 75 minutes. I think you're being lucky yeah. not to start against Newcastle, I, to be honest. I, I'd, ag- I'd agree with that. And it was, it was really interesting because he, he came off the bench like uh, like he had a point to prove, I thought. Yes. Against yeah, Leeds. Yeah. He, he looked like almost the kind of the elder statesman who's being usurped by a new signing. It, yeah, like, you know, yeah. someone in the twilight of their career, like, oh, I've still got something to give. Yeah, but it's the opposite. Yeah, sure. He's trying to usurp this new, this new signing who's found himself playing number nine for yeah. Wolves. It's a strange situation. Obviously, none of this was ever the plan at Wolves. They've got no. they've got a brilliant centre forward who just can't play at the moment. And Fabio Silva, like you said, has played far more than he expected to play, far more than anyone wanted him to play and all these things. But at the end of the day, this is probably going to make him a more valuable asset for Wolves over the next three or four years. Yes, it's Absolutely. not ideal. But we've spoken at length about how this season doesn't matter as long as unless they would have finished in the top four, this season is a bit irrelevant for Wolves. It's a absolutely, and, and and the experience. And there was a great, and I wish I could find it because, as as you know, I've, I've sort of just took a bit of time off Twitter for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, so yeah. Just be, just before I came off Twitter, um, I there was a great tweet that went out, and and someone had done this research about where the world's top strikers were, what they were doing at eighteen years old. Yeah. I think there was Harry Kane, Aguero, um, a couple of others. I can't think who were on this, this, this tweet. Yeah. And like uh, Harry, yeah. Ka- Harry Kane was on loan at Leighton Orient. And mm-hmm. Aguero was playing for some obscure sort of Argentinian team or something, the lower echelons of the... Or, or so. yeah. And there was just this tweet. And, and it just shows that this kid has come over at 18 with a massive prize tag. He scored a couple of goals in his debut season, you know. He scored more than Mason Greenwood this year, you know. And yeah, do you get what I'm saying? You know, it's not mm-hmm. all doom and gloom. And I've been quick to probably jump on the bandwagon with a bit of stick, to be honest with you. Maybe that's been for the frustration of the fact that Wolves have been, have been really poor at times this season. And probably naturally, when when you're looking for a scapegoat, you tend to just jump on what you see. And I've probably been guilty of that, to be fair, at times. But I just thought it was important for me to acknowledge that actually, I think he's done brilliant the last couple of games. He's come off the bench and. You know, I think I think he, he's he's well worthy of a start the next game, if I'm honest. Yeah, well said. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, th- other than I just really, really want to mention um, that goal. You've spoken oh, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, about yeah. how Wolves have been unlucky since they got promoted. VAR calls have gone the wrong way, disallowed goals, and so on and so on and so on. That yeah. that goal, the penalty last yeah. weekend, and the VAR offside call, I think. The luck might be starting to turn for Wolves. These fine margins Poss- that are going in their favour. Possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to sort of, you know. I mean, I mean, unless you start getting the the calculator out and working out every single lost yeah. point compared to game point, which I can guarantee Wolves would still be in a massive negative. Um, massive. Negative. I don't know. I think. Um, I think. I think we all mate, have this serving bias. Yeah. I, I don't know if no, that no, would but, be the case. But in, in, in terms of tight calls, mate, I can. I'll. I'll, I'll put my, my mortgage on walls as being a negative points difference compared to positive VAR yeah. calls. Negative. I can. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. guarantee that. Um, but yeah, like I said, mate. You know, when, when, when you know, sometimes you do a bit of luck. Sometimes you get the luck. Sometimes you don't. It's one of them. I'm a complaining now. Yeah. Will we get? Could, could we get a shocking call against Newcastle? Yes. Could we get a, a, another lucky call? Who, who knows? It's one of those, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's one of those situations. You can't play it yeah. up or down either way, can you? Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, that, th- at the end of the day, you do see that three or four times a season. The ball 
careering off the goalkeeper's back and going in. And yeah, yeah. the offside decision Mate, was I'll, correct. I'll, 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 it's not I'll, lucky. I'll, I'm, not, I'm not saying Wolves yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. deserve to win that game. It's just interesting how we have spoken at length, really, about yeah, over yeah, the yeah. last couple of years, both on and off air, how Wolves sometimes yeah, yeah. get the raw end of the look. Forget the VAR calls. I can, th- I can, I can, off, even off the top of my head, I can think of two two goals that have gone in off the back of Patricia after the post and bar. I can think of two yeah. straight off my head. So it happens. Oh, no. do, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Oh no, Wh- I can't think of who it was against, <laughs> but I, I, I can remember visualising it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah you know, and seeing it. So do you know what I mean? It, it, it is. It swings around about, isn't it? And, and, oh, and as I say, you sure, know, you know, sure. it's, it's when it when it when when it, when the look feels like it's going against you naturally you're going to moan about it and when you get a bit of yeah. luck, you go, oh, well, we're it, aren't we? You know what I mean? It, Speaking it, of which, should we move on to Albion? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> we, let's go. Um, we turned in a great performance. We were excellent. Um, I don't want to sit here and be all negative. Yeah. But in the context of the season, uh, that's the massive two points lost. And it's a, it's a real, real shame. Because it was Sam Allardyce actually said that's one of the best performances with 10 men I've ever seen. And I would agree with that. It was excellent. But there's two massive sort of bones of contention. One, Burnley were absolutely dreadful. That is one of the worst. That is as bad as any Albion performance this season. That Burnley performance was awful. If we hadn't spurned three or four golden chances. And when I say golden chances, if anybody hasn't seen you'd have, them, if, if you'd have tuned into them. that game, if you'd have tuned to that game after about 60 minutes, yeah, you'd have thought, you'd have thought Bernie had about eight players. I like know. you, 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 you were attacking, you were attacking at times and you had like four on two. I know. And you were the one we te- yeah. it, 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 it was weird. One, sometimes it felt like I was watching like a, like a training ground game. The Absolutely, pace, it was weird. Yeah. And Bernie yeah, yeah, were yeah. playing really bizarrely. And it was it was almost like I was in a, a, a what's the word I'm after? Um, a separate, what's the, what's the word I'm after? Like a, Another dimension. A dimension. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like yeah, really yeah, yeah. weird. And then like, like so, you went through on goal and, and it was all went slow motion. And he what a lovely bit of skill the, that was, by the way, to, to get said, himself you, the chance. As I said to you, mate, you know, I, I stand by. If, if he could hit a barn door, he'd actually be a decent striker sort of thing. Yeah. You know, and I replied, shame, if he could really. hit a barn door, if he could hit a barn door, he'd be playing somewhere else. He, yeah, yeah, it was a very good point back, to be fair. Yeah, it was a very good point back, to be fair. And he, he, he could have had an assist as well. Pereira didn't sort yeah. his feet out when it no, got no. pulled. Well, to be fair, it was just behind Pereira, but you expect a player to sort that out. And then Nick Pope, what a save, by the way. I thought Pereira just blasted it against the player on the line initially. Yeah, yeah. And Pereira should avoid the goalkeeper. But Nick Pope saves saves that guilt-edge Pereira chance up and it gets headed off the line. And it, it was just one of those days where you sat there and you're watching it and you're thinking, well, we're just not supposed to stay up. No, this, I, I, this is just I, the way our season's gone. Yeah, that I, I and some it's, awful, it's, awful, awful football. I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to make it out like that's the reason we're being relegated. Listen, I, I said, I said to you, like I said, you can, you can look at the game too. Well, you, you can, it is, it is a two sort of. You can look at it two ways. Like, yeah, you, you absolutely. I mean, the, the the level and the standard of that football was, was awful. Like, it, it was almost yeah, like playground yeah, yeah. level, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, whether I, not I mean, it was, but I actually thought level. You, you should have won. You had more yeah, I actually thought Albion played some very nice football at times. Genuinely, those four yeah, yeah. on two breaks, we made a chance from every single one of them. We, yeah. were, we were free flowing, and for ten men, that's it was crazy. But I thought that Maitland Niles was brilliant. It was a real um, announcement of of him as an Albion player. I thought because he's, he's not been the best. He he should have. No. Uh, he should have got himself an assist against Man United, and he was a bit anonymous in the previous game at Spurs. But okay, Yakushlu is is quickly becoming a bit of a cult hero. He's flying into tackles, transitioning from attack to defense. One yeah. of those four on two breaks you're on about, or four on four, I think this one was. Okay, Yakushlu's dribbled the ball about 30 yards, sprinting at their central defense. Yeah. Madness. I'd love to play against him though. I reckon I could get him sent off in 20 minutes. He's a job in A like I reckon I could get him sent off in 20 minutes. He's one of yeah. them that seems like he'd lose his head with anybody that gets in his ear or something. I don't think anybody's done that yet to him, but I think he's one of them that if if, if he comes up against someone who's going to wind him up, I think he's 
he looks like one of them that'll just snap sort of thing. Yeah. Like, do you know I've got to be honest, mate. He looks like one of the kind of players who you might try and wind up and it might be you going for an early bath, limping yeah. off after 40 minutes. He doesn't look yeah. like he'd take too kindly to that. No, no, no. But I'm trying to say in today's, in today's game where like you, you can't get away with yeah. stupid tackles yeah. and stuff. Do you know what I mean? I, you could wind him up to yeah. the point where he wants to break your legs and he might break your legs, but do you know what I mean? But <laughs> he, 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 I don't know. Hey, listen, he, he's, he's coming. He's added a different dimension to, to yeah, Albion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got to say, listen, too little, you know, it most likely is too little too late, but you can't yeah, argue yeah. With, with, with the two signs that have come in. Granted, Dianya has, hasn't scored as many as he should have scored, but he still has been an added something to it. He's, yeah. he's still been an outlet for you. Yeah. You know, your Kushlu's come in and he's had a different dimension for you as well. So the signings yeah. have come in. Snowgrass as well, di- JB. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've come in and made a difference. Um, yeah. it, it just hasn't transferred into results yeah. yet yeah it's um, it's been a it's been a really difficult one it, to take really because yeah. if those if those players had come in pre fulham I, th- I i think we could be sat here with nine more points cuz we uh, we could have we were leading in both of those games for god's sake the fulham yeah, and Sheffield yeah. united game if we'd have held on in both of those um we we could have pinched the Man United game. We battered Burnley and really should have won. And we sat after those four games with two points. Yeah. And, like, and obviously we played as Spurs in the middle and we weren't we weren't great. As I said, you mate, didn't as I said, that game. But. As I said, you mate, I think what it's felt like recently, not so much pre, um, not so much say pre, probably pre the Wolves game. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. pre pre Wolves game, you know, let's be honest with you, you, you were you were getting battered left, right, and centre. But like Mate, we lost to Blackpool in the cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like since the Wolves game, yes, you haven't kicked on and, and got the points on the board. But we've yeah. we've spoke about fine margins in terms of the Dianya offside goals against against Spurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know what was the other Chances one? Chances spurned. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, and like I said, Bruno it, Fernandez scoring a worldie off his shin from from yeah. nowhere against us as well. All these yeah, things that... changing the course of the play and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, it's, it's difficult. Listen, listen. You you you're second bottom and, and fourteen points clear of safety or twelve yeah. points or whatever it is for for a reason. But oh, for sure, but, yeah. But at the same time, you know, when when if we're speaking logically and honestly and openly, you've got to say the last couple of weeks, yes, it's disappointing because you haven't got the points on the board you probably deserve. You haven't sort of been able to hold on to leads that you probably should have held on to and, and the fine yeah. margins. But things have improved for you on the pitch. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Generally. And that does still give you some platform and foundation to move on to. Yeah. Is it too little too late? Probably, probably, but, in all likelihood, but, but, yeah. But but but, but, but the, the the signs there that something's happening, um, yeah. you know. But like I said, it's it's one of those. It's a lot of teams can talk about fine margins and things like that. Ultimately, yeah, you've got to make absolutely. it pay. And, and as I say, mate, the Bernie game was a classic because you know I didn't actually watch the whole whole game. I sort of tuned I in. Mate, into I don't think but, there's, a, but, there's but, a neutral in but, the world would have watched all. Nine yeah, but of um, but but like. But the, the the intermittent spells that I watched, particularly the last 20, 25 minutes, it was just literally yeah. all Albion, all Albion, know, chance know, after chance after chance. And I remember thinking, oh my Christ, if these don't win this, this is like, well, it is sort of nailing the coffin really because if you can't it win that with the amount kind of chances of felt like that, that you have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as I say, trying to be a bit of a positive yarn on it, you know, the performances have got better. You've created those chances. You have looked better since the new boys have come in. And as I say, that, that gives you some kind of platform to try and kick on from, but it's getting harder week by week. And, it and is. That's, and, that's, it, and that's the fact. It is, but at the end of the day, Newcastle lost. We won. If we won, I wish we won. Newcastle lost. We got a point. We are one point closer to where we were, and we've still got three of these games to come. Yes, it's the three games, obviously, the, the teams in the bottom six of the table. It's not ideal that we didn't win that game, but it's a step in the right direction. And like like you, we've both said, the performances have been so much better in the last couple of games that you can't help but think, well, how many wins do we need? How many how many goals should we do we need to score? And Allardyce put it very well. Um, he said, if we keep eight clean sheets in our last thirteen games, we'll stay up. 
And it sort of sounds doable when someone says that until you think about the fact we've only kept three all season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. But we, with Yakushler in front of the back four, we look a better defensive unit. Allardyce has managed to keep clean sheets everywhere he's gone. We never looked like conceding against Burnley. We didn't really look like conceding against Man United. And like I said, it was a goal out of nothing and an absolute worldie. So that's 180 minutes of football where we've conceded one brilliant, brilliant goal. And you're thinking, well, are we all of a sudden, are we defensively sound? Are we all, are we going to be okay? Not stay up wise. I mean, are we going to be okay keeping goals out? And if Allardyce breaks it down and he needs eight clean sheets from his last 13 games and we keep a clean sheet in our next game and we were to win, for example, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting carried away there. Well, then it's only seven from your last 12. And then all of a sudden you only need to keep a clean sheet in half your games because you might win another one with conceding. And and obviously I'm talking if and buts and whatever, but the what point do you at what point do you apart from mathematically at yeah. what point are you are you at the point where you go no yeah, because every week take, listen, I'll, yeah. listen I'll give you a cre- I'll give you credit every week goes by and you've got a positive spin so I'll give you credit for that because that yeah. takes a lot to do I, so, I don't think I would be as positive as you if I'm, in, if I'm being honest with you um, if so the, way the reason that, but at what, what point do you there? see yourself going no no, yeah, if we don't if we don't take six or seven points from the next um four uh, three games, well four now because Everton's been moved. If we don't take yeah. um six or seven points from those games, um and, and then we're we're relegated. Not mathematically, obviously, but that was when I would give up. Yeah. But the point I was gonna make there is the reason Allardyce is so good at what he does, and the reason he is quite literally the best man for the job, nobody has kept teams up the way he has. Is because he's such a good motivator and a part of that, and a good man manager, and a part of that is putting a positive spin on everything. So when when I'm sat here trying to put positive spins on it, all I'm trying to do is think, if I was trying to lead that dressing room, what would I say? Where would I go? And comments like, we only need to keep eight clean sheets from our last 13. That, even as a fan, you I'm, hear that and you go, that's a great way of putting it. I just I just want to touch on your Allardyce point there. I want to just read something yeah. out to you. Um, you can have a guess where it's come from. It's about Allardyce's relegation record. Um, and I, it was sent to me. So I'll read it out and you, you can sort of respond and you can tell me who you think it might come from. So Allardyce's relegation record is as fraudulent as Pele's goal-scoring record. Think he's only ever taken charge of one club that was in the relegation zone, and when he took over, and only a half, and only a half that were in a relegation in inverted commas scrap when he walked in. Well, it's obviously it's come from Kirko. What, make, what makes you think that? What, is it from Kirko? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kirko listens to the Kirko. podcast. <laughs> Kirko listens to the podcast then because I made that point word for word when Alalas took over. <laughs> I, I, I was the one who said when Allardyce has gone in, he's only ever taken over one club in the bottom three, and and he's been relegated before. By the way, That's Allardyce it. has got yeah, he's got a relegation on his CV in the lower leagues. Yeah, uh, was it BT Sport? No, Sky Sports this weekend said it in the coverage, and it's like, why does no one ever talk about that? Everyone talks about how good he is at not getting relegated, and he's been relegated. Was that, was, was that not County or someone like that? Because I sort of can think of who you managed. Um, no league. Yeah, would, would have been Notts County. Would have been County. Yeah. yeah, would have been. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't. Even, I wasn't even meaning that out as, 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 yeah. a, as a bit of a joke. But um, no, but I, I, I think I said the same thing. It's, it is true. Yeah. But at the same time, he does have a habit of going into teams who are in relegation battles and yeah, yeah. getting them out of it. And he, he's done it more than anyone else, and he does it better than anyone else. He's I mean, I've said week on week, he's bitten off more than you can chew. He's not going to keep us up. Um, but it is his job and it is his speciality to put a positive spin on things. So this, oh, yeah. this, is, what he'll, this is what he'll be saying every week in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you look, you look at your next few runner games and, you know, it's not like you've got... Like, like Wolves, after Wolves, Wolves got Newcastle this week. After Newcastle, we, we've got quite a difficult march. Yeah. You know, I, I think our first three games are City, Villa, Liverpool um, in March. Okay. 
It's not like your. It's not like your next three games are, are, are City, Villa, are those three, yeah, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. Liverpool, Man United, sort of thing. You know, you have got yeah. teams in and around you who, whether or not you were in a relegation scrap, you would be looking at those kind of. When you looked, even before the season kicked off, you'd be looking at these little run of games going. We need to pick up some points against those kind yeah, of teams. Absolutely, yeah. Whatever position you was in, whether you were in the top six or the situation that you're in now, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's the cluster of games you probably look at going, yeah, we, we want seven out of nine or whatever. Um, but as I say, as weeks go by and, and the sort of the, as each week goes by and, and there's a lack of wins coming on, yes, on, on the yeah, board, yeah, yeah. you know, because yeah, listen, listen, a point's better than none, but at the moment, points ain't no good for you because yeah. Fulham, Fulham won again. Um, you know, Fulham, Fulham, when I say Fulham are flying, you know, they're picking up wins. Yeah, yeah, they are flying, you know. They're flying and they're still, and they probably still feel like they're right in the mire, which they are in reality. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and that shows how hard it is. You look look at you look at Fulham's recent run of form, how well they've played and what, I mean, I haven't got it to hand what their sort of last four or five games are, but they've got to have won at least three out of the last five or, Something like those. I think, I think lines, they won two maybe. in the last five. I'm, I'm not too oh, sure. Two, two in, in the last a row, five anyway. But, but, but either way, three in the last five. It's definitely two possibly, in a row. But what I'm trying to say is, you, you look at Fulham and you think, buddy, they've won the, the last couple, mm-hmm. have and they're still still not out right in it. They're still right in. Still in the relegation and zone. Uh, absolutely, and that shows how difficult it, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that must be disheartening, really. You know, and and that that was the thing that we touched on, wasn't it, a couple of weeks ago when we said, you know, you could get. Seven points out of nine out of the next cup three games, and, and you still could still be, be ten, still be 12, 13 points off if, if we, in the other games they still we, we still will be in the relegation zone. It was yeah, the nineteenth. Yeah. If we take nine re- points from those next four games, that's what I mean. It's it's, it's massive, isn't it? And it's it's really yeah, difficult. Yeah. But you know, like I said, mate, until the fat lady sings, you know, if if if, if listen, you ain't. Massive odds on to go down for, for for no reason, you know. Any football fan will know it is. It, yeah. it will be the the greatest escape of all time if you do this. It will be it will be written into folklore, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, but, but do you know? Do you know like what it said, probably is as well? When when you say I've got, um, I'm, I'm putting a positive spin on it every week. It it can be really difficult being an Albion fan. Sometimes we are relegated more often than anyone else. Yes, we have our. Uh, we have our promotions as well, which are amazing. I, I wouldn't swap it. I'm so glad to be in the position that we're in. It's so nice to support one of the most exciting teams in the country. But we've we have gotten out of relegation scraps a lot down the years. Obviously, we've got our famous great escape. The season we had Pepe Mel, we somehow stayed up under Pepe Mel. We were atrocious. The season Darren Moore came in and took over from Pardew, it just took that one catalyst. And we, we went, we took it to our last game. It was in fact Swansea and Southampton drew in the midweek and that meant we were relegated before we kicked off. And there is this thing at Albion of it isn't over till it's over and it probably comes from 2004 or five. And, and, I mean, maybe... Again, when we were promoted, when we were miles behind in 0102, and we got promoted, and the season we caught up to Wolves, and Wolves didn't get it. We do have this weird thing at Albion of finishing the season strong and making things happen. Is that to say that it, that we're going to this season? No, absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like it's in the DNA of an Albion fan, of an Albion supporter, to try and find that because it does happen. For us, it's crazy how often the end of a season is still exciting for Albion. We're either yeah, with a relegation scrap, promotion, playoffs, whatever it might be. Yeah, just having a drink of water. I'm just reeling from the fact you just called Albion one of the most exciting teams in the country. I'm just having a breather for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mate. You, you... I'm, I'm a bit. I'm, I'm a bit. You've, 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 you've yeah. yeah I'm, 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 can we move on? Because I'm, I'm struggling with that a little bit. Yeah, okay, mate. I mean, I'm, having I'm supported okay. Albion, having supported Albion when they've been a stable Premier League team, and having supported Albion through numerous promotions and relegations, I'll tell you which one was more exciting. What? Are you serious? You... No, I just want to. I just want to hear you say the words. I just want to hear. I want to hear you justify how Albion are one of the most exciting teams in the country more promotions and relegations than anyone in the 21st century 
that makes you exciting. It makes it, yeah, it makes it exciting to support it, the club. Did it make you just like a like a yo-yo club that hasn't got any stability really? When you are stable in the Premier League, you just don't really do anything. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just standing. No, I'm just standing. I'm, listen, you've come out. You've you've come out with. We are one of the most exciting clubs in the in in, in the country. I've I've got to come back at that. I can't just go. We are yeah. one, we are one of the most exciting clubs in the country to support, and I will okay. die on that hill. Of course, we are. Okay, mate. Fair play. Fair play. That's out there. How, how can you look at a team who have had that many promotions and relegations and not think, God, that must be exciting supporting that team who goes up and down all the time? How how can that not be exciting? But that's like saying. Would you rather, would you rather that, support Burnley but that's, or Southampton? But that's like. But, but that's like saying I, I can't. Oh, I haven't got to. But there's got to be teams in the lower, something like one of the lower leagues, like maybe I don't know, like um, who seems to yeah. I don't know. No like, one. Uh, no one does because but, nobody does it like us, and that's why we're one of the most exciting teams to support. Oh wow! I'm gonna have to. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Have you okay. drink of water because oh, you don't know what to say. I'm that stunned. I'm that stone cold. That West Brom. When we get relegated, we've never finished below fourth in my lifetime. Well, near enough in the. It's since the last twenty years we've not finished below fourth in the uh, second tier. When we come up, we normally are in a relegation scrap, which is exciting. Yes, it's suppressing at times, but it's exciting. And when we do go down, we're class and we win every week. Exciting. I bet Rotherham. I bet Rotherham aren't far off your amount of promotion relegations. Not a million miles off. Rotherham, maybe. Yeah, pro- I'm yeah, sure they go not. up and down. Yeah, so they are they one of the most up, exciting but... teams in the country to support? Based on that logic. I'd or, imagine they would be, yeah. I don't know anything about Rotherham's fan base. I don't believe I'll be one of the most exciting clubs in the country to support based on the fact that you yo-yo up and down the leagues. How can that not be I exciting? Because how, can, how can promotions and relegations not be exciting? Because relegations aren't exciting. Promotions are, of course. Relegation but battles the fa- the are exciting. That, but you'd rather not be in one. Yeah, but having been in the position where we weren't in one for years, it was boring. So are, you, are, you, are you feeling exciting? Are you, do you feel excited about this? I was excited in 2004 or five. I was excited when we stayed up under Pepe Mel. I was excited when we nearly stayed up under Darren Moore. And if we win this would you week, be, you'd you would you be excited. But would you have been more excited? Would you be more excited if you'd have finished in if you'd have finished in the top seven in your first two seasons of the Prem? Would that not be more exciting getting into Europe in your first season of the Prem? Would that be, not be more Why are you exciting? making this about Wolves? I'm not making about Wolves. I'm using it as an example. That's the first thing that came into my head because that to yeah, me is far be, more exciting than being exciting. in relegation. This, yes, mate. But this two-year period, this two-year period might be yeah. quite fun. But my point is, over a prolonged period of twenty years, we haven't finished yeah. below fourth in the championship, and we've had more promotions yeah. and relegations than anyone else. How can that not be exciting? Yeah. Got, All right, JB. When you worked, when, at when Wolves, I worked, when I worked, you worked. It was horrendous. I wanted to change. It was, it was it was horrendous. Okay. It was horrendous. Horrendous. JB, it, it was when not excited up, at all. Hang on, hang on. But the re- season re- you stayed up. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah. that great when you stayed up? Relief. Relief, but not exciting. If, if you'd have said to me, we we're going to go for that again next year, I wouldn't go, oh, brilliant. That was so exciting. I'd have gone, no chance, mate. That was awful. Awful. Of course, I was relieved. Of course, I was happy. But exciting? No. It was horrendous, mate. Horrendous. Never again. Never again as a war zone would I want to go through that. Never again. Never. It was worse because I worked there. Obviously, my job was on the line and things like that. Yeah, I was but like, but like, that, yeah. but, but, but like, even as a fan, even as a fan, mate, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, not at all, uh, Well, I, I made the point a couple of weeks ago, relegation is never, ever as bad. Obviously, with the exception as if you work there, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something. But yeah, relegation sure. as a fan is never as bad as it as it. Is made out to be. It is like ripping off a plaster. It once it's yeah, done, definitely. It's done. And, and, and then you, when in our position, you need it. yeah, in our position, and there's only the only other team like it is Norwich. In our position, where we get relegated and we start the season thinking, well, we'll probably be up this season or next. There's only twice we've not bounced straight back up, and that's yeah, crazy. It's really, it's <laughs> really that funny. record is amazing. You talk about Norwich actually because it come from a Facebook memories actually a couple of weeks ago um, when we went down under Dean Saunders when we double dipped. And um, I, I put a status on. This is like, um, God, we weren't. I don't think we were even like we we weren't. We were, we were in danger, but I don't. I think I got five to one. I remember going to the bookies and putting a yeah. tenner on, 
Wolves going down. Wolves at five to one to go down. That point Did you really? three four. Yeah, yeah. I've got a fight. I'll have to squeeze it and show it. Honestly, trust me. In 2013, I put a tenner on because we had just appointed Dean Saunders, and it, it was Steve Morgan's mate. Joke of an appointment. Um, yeah. And we were, we were in complete free fall. And I remember on that status, uh, someone commented on it saying basically Wolves need to go down and all. And actually, the reference Norwich and said they need to go down, strip back. Do a Norwich and then bounce, and that's exactly what we did. Yeah, to be fair, we yeah, we, we went yeah. down to League One. We got rid of all the sort of the bomb squad, you know, your Carl Henrys, Jamie O'Hara's, etc., etc. Brian Kenny yeah, Jackie, yeah. stable the ship, sort of thing. And it was what we needed. You are right. Sometimes like a relegation is sometimes what you need. Um, wasn't that period exciting when you got promoted and rebuilt? Yes. Uh, listen, uh, listen. I, I get your point, but I just don't think I've been one of the most exciting teams in the country because you, you've got to up support. And down. You, you you need to. That is the the critical point to support them it is it get right okay supporting West Bromwich Albion raises the heart rate but of every, the fans every, but on, every, but on every, average more than other fans say if you were to have a Southampton fan or a Burnley fan or was that scientifically proven no but if you studied it I bet it would be the amount of times right. our heart rate our heart rate is beating way above what it should be would be considerably more on average over the over every season because we end every season either needing a miracle or heading into a playoff battle but I'm ju- or heading into a promotion race like it is exciting. not really you spent you spent you spent you spent eight years just doing nothing in the prem and, and that's that like half the, that's that's half your but that's half your life support in the album give or take in it so it's it's not like it's been exciting you don't get what I'm saying yeah like, I get that mate but but yeah. in that period, we stayed up under Pepe Mel in the last few weeks mm. of the season. I'm we, just saying, I we think had another club, relegation I think battle. Every, when... I think every club oh. could have the argument that they're there. I think Villa fans would have the argument that they're there because, you know, they got into Europe and then they had Martin O'Neill and then they, then they dropped like a thing. And I then bet, the I bet that was started. exciting, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm just saying like... I, think <laughs> I bet on, that was I exciting. I across saying Albion were the, are the most exciting, one of the most exciting teams to follow. But I, I think every fan could say that. I think to... To, to, to put your head above the parapet and say, I think I'll be the most exciting team to follow, to support, I'll just, just make me chuckle, that's all. And we'll just, I mean, you know. But yeah, I, I, can, I can stand back objectively and say, yeah. prom- if a team gets promoted and relegated, that must yeah. be fun. That, that would be cool. That would be exciting. All that change at the club, all, that, all those periods of either uncertainty or hope, optimism, um, obviously needing the miracles. And we've had a couple at Albion. Like last season, we were promoted on a crazy turn of events in the last couple of weeks. Again, mm. going back to the Great Escape season in 2001-2. It is exciting to to be an Albion fan. Yeah, but I think, yeah, like I know but it's exciting to be a fan of most clubs because every club Is it exciting to be a Burnley stuff. fan? Well, they went up and down a couple of times. And that would, that, so Ooh. just because there's not many up, as Albion. They went, they went up once, relegated, and then they came back and they've been there since. I'm sure that one yeah. season where they went two seasons. They got, they got, they got, they got, they got into you, and they got into you. Yeah, one season. I'm talking about twenty year period. Yeah, but for half of that, you literally did nothing in the prem. That's what I'm saying. Well, there was for only half, like, you did nothing. You did nothing no, in the five prem. Five of those. Well, three of those seasons we finished in the top half. Two of those seasons we finished. Yeah, which is which is which is which is which is, which is nothing. Which is nothing. Which is which is pointless. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I agree that. I mean, that's the point I'm making. Yeah. It's exciting when you're getting promoted and relegated. Yeah. Yeah. Two of those seasons, the Roy Hodgson season and the Pepe Mel season, we were in relegation battles and stayed up. One of the seasons we went down and the first season, it looked like we might have been relegated as well. And then we stayed up. Yeah. They, they were exciting seasons, apart from when we were finishing stable mid-table and that was boring. And my point is, it's exciting when things are happening at your club. And I imagine it's exciting at Wolves, not so much this season, but last season, the season before, when Nuno first came in, the League One promotion. These are exciting yeah, yeah, periods not, to support. It, it is, but I, don't, but I don't think, I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't think Wolves is one of the most exciting. I, I, I just think that was just... Yeah, because it's a three-year period. I'm talking about a 20-year period in which we've had more promotions and relegations than anyone in the country in the top two tiers. That's yeah. exciting. Oh, okay. Yeah, end of okay all right i'm, I'm not agreeing right. with you i'm just going yeah okay right we need to sort some sponsorship so we can stick an advert for the pod right in the middle here and then we'll come back <laughs> afterwards and we'll kiss and make up in the break yeah uh, this week's podcast is sponsored by booper heart rate monitors check your <laughs> yeah. heart rate when you're following your football team 
and have a lavender so, bath afterwards to make you calm down. Sponsored <laughs> so, by <laughs> J- JB. You asked me a trivia question at the start of the pod. Um, I did. I did. I had, a co- I had a couple of thoughts in my head, but I- I've got to be honest. The last yeah. 20 minutes have been all exciting. Um, yeah. I don't know if you agree with that. But would, would you agree that was exciting? It's probably, it's probably the liveliest this pod has been, to be fair, I'd say. And, yeah. But was it the exciting? Been. I was, I think I was more stunned, to be honest. I don't, my heart rate moved, to be honest. I was just more stunned in, in the events <laughs> that, 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 that took place, to be honest. Uh, yeah, we- <laughs> I'm still so you, so you don't you don't understand what excitement <laughs> is then? Oh, I do. Let's underline the point. Oh, I do. <laughs> so you asked me, um, or for the sake of the listener, would you repeat your trivia question? Because I don't want to get it wrong. Of course we will. So there are four Italian players to score hat-tricks in the English Premier League. Quite simply, who are they? I'm going to say Zola. Correct. Vieri. I think I know who you meant. Viali. Viali. Yes. Yeah, I always get those two confused. I'll take a half point. Yeah. Um, and then I get a little bit stuck here. Yeah. I um, can give you, I'll give, do you want me to give you a clue just, just for either one? When I say on, clue, I'm, I'm going to say Giuseppe Rossi. Would he have ever got no. one at United? No, no. Okay. I'm going I'm I'm to work with you though. Ones from the 90s and mean something to my family. Personally. Okay. Okay, okay. And the one is, is, is um, the one is more modern. And if I said it was an absolute character, more modern. Oh, Balotelli. Okay, good. Yep, yep, yep. That's three out of four. Mm. So the other one is from the, I'll say, from the 90s. So it's a bit, bit before my time, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't get yes, it. Obviously, yeah. Zola and Viali were before my time as well. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He, he's well before it. He would have scored it probably before you were born. Yeah. yeah. He probably would have scored before he's got, I'm going to say family mm. connections. Right. Give me, give me the rest of the pod to get the fourth one. Um, and we'll, yeah. we'll yeah, circle yeah. back to it at the end. If anyone's yeah, listening yeah, yeah. now, it's screaming. <laughs> it's exciting to be a West Brom fan. No, sorry, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> screaming. Um, the fourth name. Then brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Just evading me. Let us know on Twitter. If you got this straight away, let us know. Let us know if you if yeah, you mailed it. Let us know if you got it right at the start as well. Um, but no, great question, JB. Great question. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. God, should we do agree to disagree this week? We've we've done enough arguing. <laughs> we've done enough for that tonight, didn't we? <laughs> uh, no, we'll do it. For, for, let's do it. Let's do it. Continuity. Let's go. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Last week, we looked at Serie A against La Liga. Serie A won. I have to say, I'm not losing any sleep over that. It is a wonderful league. And there was a, you mentioned it last week. There was a period in the 90s where there were literally every superstar in came in through Serie A. I've got no gripes for losing that. But that means it's 1 0 to you in the standings for our agree to disagree table. And there is a pint on it. And that pint might be the 21st of Look, June. Getting closer. Very Come on. Very exciting news. Um, and one of the age old, and when I say age old, I mean about 15 year old debates in English football is Lampard or Gerard. A couple of people actually suggested this. We mentioned it briefly on the pod last week and we thought, should we do it or do we both fall on the same side of that debate? But I actually went away and thought about it and I did a bit of research and I thought, you know what? I cannot in in good conscience argue Steven Gerrard in that context. So I'm going to go Frank Lampard. JB, yeah. you're going to go Steven Gerrard. Yes, mate. Would you like yeah. me to start yeah. this week as you went first last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, please, yeah, yeah. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Take the okay. floor. I'll, I'll, um, I'll set my brilliant watch yeah. on my old Fitbit. Bear with me. Count me so in. Count me in. I'll count you in, buddy. Three, two, one. Away you go. Okay. So the one thing that people say about Gerard is he would carry Liverpool to titles. Well, he carried Liverpool to one Champions League, an FA Cup, and a League Cup with a Europa League or UEFA Cup, as it was called in 2001. And that's it. That's all Steven Gerrard won. Lampard won everything and more. Lampard scored in the Champions League final, same amount of times as Gerrard. Lampard won multiple Premier Leagues. Lampard played in numerous teams over numerous periods. He's sitting 
fourth in the all-time list for Premier League goal scorers, third for assists in all-time Premier League. He scored more Premier League goals than Thierry Henry, more goals than Harry Kane, whereas Steven Gerrard is below Lampard in both of those lists. And I have never seen any goal scorer from midfield like Frank Lampard. And that's something Steven Gerrard simply didn't have. I'm at 60 You've done seconds. that. 55.6. Oh, yes. So Got five seconds. Smack five, five seconds just to stick in at the end, supporting West Brom's exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> JV, um, mm. let me have it. Why is Steven Gerrard better than Frank Lampard? Are you, are you, am, am, am I timing no, myself I'll count for you? you? I'll, I'll you, time you. Count me, okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Matt. I, I was never going to talk about stats because obviously Lampard's goal scoring stats are, are phenomenal. Um, as are his, his medals and, and honours list. The reason why I've plumped for Gerard is um, for a couple of reasons. The first one is I've seen a lot of football live in my time. I've seen most most English players live, um, yeah. and the best player I've ever, I've ever seen live twice is Steven Gerrard. He's yeah. unbelievable. I will go. I'm focusing this argument based on his pure technical ability, the uh-huh. player that he was. Head tackle run. Pass the, the the lot, mate. He did everything better than anybody else in my, in my book. Um, he was just a, a leader. He's showing that now in his managerial style. What he's done with Rangers, he's literally turned Rangers' fortunes on the head after head after fifteen years in the abyss. And as I say, I know you mentioned it quickly, but the, the Olympiakos, Istanbul, um, and England, Germany, two thousand and one, and West those West Ham in the cup as well, and West Ham in the FA Cup as well. Those performances are just standout legend performances. And as I say, best player I've ever seen live. And time. You had the five seconds that I missed off there. Um, Thank you. JB, love that. No, two wonderful players, two players that I, yeah, I was the yeah. perfect. You were you were playing school football, teenage football when they were around. Uh, That's and, it. Well, you were a young adult when they were around, really, in their prime. I yeah, was yeah. the perfect age sort of getting into football, looking at these two myths of players and thinking wow we are blessed yeah yeah um and uh, again if steven gerrard comes out on top of that fair enough however when you look at it objectively and yes steven gerrard's a phenomenally technically gifted player when you look at it objectively it's lampard all day for me yeah yeah, yeah. and and again I, I, for the second time this evening I, I would obviously disagree and i would say just purely <laughs> ba- purely based on on the on the player himself and technical ability and, and how good he was as a player for me as good as Lampard listen Lampard amazing you know fantastic yeah. player really unbelievable what he did for Chelsea what he did for England like, unbelievable and that goal scoring record yeah, from, from, from a midfielder I don't think will ever be beaten um, yeah. well, I, I'd put my house on that probably to be honest with you yeah. He's that <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, you do know what I mean but like for me just in terms of the legendary status that he has for, for those sort of games where Gerard literally on his own pulled those teams through and as I say just watching him live yeah, absolutely. to see him in the yeah. flesh I, I feel blessed because he was unbelievable no me unbelievable. too I, I, I saw both of them play a few times and they both always played well at Albion always yeah. played well yeah yeah yeah. Most yeah, did, what, yeah Wolves played I think it was about 04 it was the season we went down under Dave Jones and I think we yeah. unbelievably I think we, we, we drew nil-nil unbelievably um, <laughs> and literally I was just mesmerised watching him he just controlled yeah. Yeah. everything it, it, unbelievable and, and like I said just yeah top 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 player for phenomenal me. yeah you can see why it is an age old debate really can't you yeah definitely definitely mate <laughs> 100% so JB I have a massive favour to ask of you yes, mate. and of Wolves you, <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> can you do Newcastle 4 0 this weekend, please? Mate, do you know what? Listen, listen, I'll keep it short and sweet because I'm, I'm conscious that this has been a, a, a pretty long yeah. pod. But uh, on paper, mate, and the way we've been playing recently, we, we should have more than enough for Newcastle, uh, more than enough to beat Newcastle. Um, our record at St James's in recent years has, has been okay, to be fair. First year we went up, we, we won you know, with a last minute winner from, from Doc. Uh, last year we 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 got a point. Uh, Johnny scored in a game we should have won. Yeah, um, yeah. I think on paper we should have too much for them, um, but I don't know. I just think Newcastle are fine for the for the lives, and it does it does worry me this game. To be honest with you, it does I don't that's, know why? That's exactly what worries I, I, me. I, I, the fact I don't that know why. To them. It, yeah, yeah, it does worry me a little bit. Um, I am going to listen. I've got I've got to I've got to um, be positive. You know, we've been beating him for. I predicted a win last week, and we got the win. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go four Wolves win again. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two one. Um, yeah. I'm going to go two two one Wolves. But 
I'm ju- I, I just there's just something about the game. It's a Saturday night, eight o'clock, which is a funny time. <laughs> playing new, playing Newcastle, who, who really yeah, need the points. Yeah. And, and Newcastle even against United. I know United came out on top in the end and had too much, but Newcastle played quite well actually in spells. Yeah, they had chances, yeah, did, yeah. and, and well, it, you know, put it back to one all, didn't they? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And, and you, you know, it, yeah, it does, does worry me a bit, but in the spirit of the pod, in the spirit of, of Wolves being unbeaten in four. Positivity. Yeah. Positivity. I'll go to one Wolves. Yeah, I I mean, for the first time this season, I am hoping beyond hope for a Wolves win. Um, that would yeah, do yeah, us sure. the world of good, um, which is probably why Newcastle are going to win that game. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> mate, honestly. Uh, um, Prediction-wise, I'm actually going to go one all. Um, yeah, that's yeah, a fair, it's a fair. I, th- I don't fair think call. Wolves... Um, I don't think Wolves are looking all that great defensively. Obviously, they kept a clean sheet yeah. against Leeds, which is no mean feat. Nobody does that, and Wolves have done it twice this but season. We rode out, but we rode our luck, let's be honest. But you we did. Yeah, luck. you did. You, you should have conceded a couple of times. Um, and I don't think Wolves will keep a clean sheet against Newcastle, but I can't see Newcastle stopping you scoring at, at the same time. I, yeah, I think yeah, sure. the, pace of, the pace of Neto, Traore. Um, what's the story with Pedence? Is he, is he out long-term? or Well, Excuse me, sorry. When, when he first got injured, the story sort of leaked, not officially that he was out for six weeks. So we would be coming yeah. to about week three now, I think, of that injury. However, in one of Nuno's interviews, when he spoke about Bolly and Pedent, he spoke about Bolly and Pedent. And yeah. The way he said he was like, oh, they're not ready quite yet. We'll, we'll assess it next week. He, he, he didn't say, oh, That's yeah, there's still a couple of weeks. Or Whether I misread the, the, the interview or he was misquoted, I sort of read it as, he's almost insinuating they're still out, but we're going to look at it next week and see where we are. I wouldn't right, expect okay. to see Bolly and Pedence on Saturday. I wouldn't expect to see either of them. No, no. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, by the time we sort of get into early March and, and we, we've got that little run of games, sort of Villa, uh, City, Villa, Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. I, 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 I would ideally like to see both of them back, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Look, as I say, mate, Wolves, uh, as do most teams, obviously, there's a big thing with Grealish in there. Yeah, uh, the moment yeah, with Villa, yeah. not card team. Sorry, clubs are keeping the, the cards close to the chest at the moment in, in terms of stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, that, that doesn't really shed any light, yeah. does it really? But uh, no, 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 I mean, that confirms what I thought that I don't yeah, know. Much. I would not expect to, um, I would not <laughs> expect to see either of them on Saturday. Yeah, put it that uh, way. Be that as it may, I, I think Wolves will have too too much to keep new. Sorry, Wolves will have too much to not score against Newcastle. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. But I think with with how much it will mean to Newcastle, they need a win. They have to play well. I think it might be one all, but I am hoping beyond hope for a Wolves win. Um, okay. If cool. if there's any justice in this world, then Wolves. I mean, no, not really. We we beat Wolves three two, and they probably aren't looking to do us any favors. But at the, at the end of the day. <laughs> You know, help you help your mates out, help your local rivals. Out. <laughs> We're only around the corner. I, I, I don't know. Mate. <laughs> Do the neighbourly thing. Flip, flip a coin, mate. I genuinely <laughs> think flip a coin for Saturday night. Yeah, flip a coin. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. of them, mate. Well, I've been yeah, agreed. Sure. Got Brighton. It's the Albion derby. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, ah, Albion, okay. Albion. They're they're playing the other weirdest derby in the league today. Is it the M23 derby? Them and them oh, and Palace. Bizarre. Yeah, that, I don't know how they're that's strange, isn't it? I don't know yeah, why that's, that's like, a derby and I'll never understand it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I was trying to think of an example then, but I can't think top of my head like it's just no, I, I don't know. Motorway. Obviously, they're both they're both in the south, and I don't I don't really know anything more than that as to why it's a derby. Yeah. Um, yeah but they, I mean they, they play tonight, they play tonight, and then obviously we play them this weekend. I'm actually feeling pretty confident. Brighton are a good side, Brighton. Brighton caused yeah, yeah. problems earlier in the season and we, we finished strong and it was one all. Um, but they could have won that game, really. They could have been out of sight before we got our goal. But I'm I'm feeling really confident. I, I think we look a different side. It's almost like a new season um, from yeah, the yeah, sure. Man United game onwards. I know it's only 180 minutes, but the, the contrast has been so stark that you really can't help but think, well, why not? Why couldn't we get a couple of wins on the board, get a couple of points? Um, that's 3 p.m. Saturday. It's nice to play two 3 p.m. Saturday games in a row. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think the likes of Pereira and probably Matt Phillips or Snodgrass, it might be, tracking back will have um, a difficult afternoon because they, 
the fullbacks for Brighton really do bomb on. Yeah, they do um, bomb on, if, yeah. Yeah, and if Tarek Lamptey's playing, although Lamptey might be injured, to be fair, I'm not, I'm not, again, yeah, it's yeah, difficult been, to know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, clubs are keeping their cars close to their chest. And then it's Land of the Giants at the back. It could be a really interesting battle between... Yeah, well, nice. Take, take your oh, pick for Brighton piece, centre-backs. Piece is massive, yeah. it's crazy. Crazy. Is it going to be? Is it going to be Webster and Burn? Uh, ben White plays in there sometimes. I mean, they've got some brilliant centre backs at Brighton, um, and Diania will probably relish that battle. Um, yeah, big battle. Could, yeah. could be a really physical game, really. When you look at how Albion have turned into quite an energetic, physical side over the last few weeks, Shemi Day is a big miss for us, especially with set pieces. Um, it makes yeah. us less dangerous going forward from set pieces, and obviously, you take out six foot. For Shemi Ajay, for six foot Dara O'Shea, and that's a different yeah. dynamic. We're also going to miss O'Shea uh, Ajay's pace. We're going to miss how he carries the ball out. Thankfully, that red card is only one game, and we haven't really spoken about it. Just a quick word, Nick JB. Yeah. Red card or no red card for you? Personally, no. Letter of the law, yes. So interesting. No. I mean, it's it's no, it's all day red card for me. Yeah. It's so interesting. I, I, a, lot of people, yeah. a lot of people have said this. A lot of people have said, well, yeah, it's, it's a long just... way out. He might have caught up to him. And I do actually agree with that. And Albion also had another player covering. Uh, but has he denied a clear, as in clear run to goal, clear goal scoring opportunity illegally? Yes, it, he's got to go. Yeah, it, it, it's... It, it was so unlucky because it's actually flicked up off his thigh, which... In in the letter of the law, by the letter of the law, that isn't handball. If it hits your body and then your hand, that's not handball. If you don't have time to react, so that that's a really interesting little um, sort of angle to come at it from. But I think at the end of the day, he's used his hand, and it, it looks like instinct, but he's used his hand to stop them going through on goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a red card for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like I said, I think by the letter of the law, it is. I, I, ju- yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. at the moment, maybe I'm living too much in the sort of the the nineties, and and, the, and I feel like <sighs> I, know, the, I, I feel I feel like the game's sort of being taken away. I just feel like we're going to end up watching and playing a game where you know you're at risk of, of, of a red card for, yeah. for for the most minimal of things. And I just listen, of course, denying a clear goal scoring opportunity, and I, I understand all the rules around that. I just I feel like the game's slipping a little bit anyway. I've made my sort of opinions yeah, and voice no, no, clear, clear I, I on this totally part. Agree on that, mate, yeah. And I just worry that we're setting a precedent whereby, particularly, listen, referees are under a lot of scrutiny at the moment, you know, for t- decision-making both on the pitch and off the pitch. And I worry that the precedent being set means that they're going to be just overly keen to kind of compensate, actually go the other way, rather than actually let the game flow Mm. And, and 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 sort of I've worried that they're going to start overcompensating, actually dishing out more cards just to almost protect themselves because you yeah. can't. The retrospective red cards are very few and far between, whereas the retros- yeah. retrospective, whereas the retrospective withdrawal yes, of red yeah, cards yeah, yeah, yeah. is more. And I just feel like, mm. and I just worry that we're setting a precedent for refs to actually go. I'm going to be safe here and give 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 it the red or whatever. Um, and that was the future of the game, really. But that's but that, that that's fine. Yeah. Fine, reality. So the, I mean, again, we're, we're back on VAR, but I really do want yeah, to make yeah. this really, really brief. Mike Dean didn't spot that yeah. in a normal game, as in two seasons ago. That does go yeah. unpunished. We play on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's talking about it at the final whistle. I don't think anyone no. mentioned that. Even Burnley, no. they'd just be like, oh, it's flicked up off his hand. But at the end of the day, he's 40 yards from goal. However, with VAR, with the scrutiny, exactly as you say, yeah. JB, it does create this culture of needing to make a decision. And I agree, Absolutely. you're not living in the 90s at all. JB, you're dead You're dead right, mate. It is a dangerous, slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah. And, and. Yeah, and I just worry that we are and this, this, and this sort of, and then I'm, I'm not aging to sort of the conspiracy side of things, but like <laughs> even when you watch, but even when you watch BT Sport, particularly, and you've yeah. got um, Peter Walton in the referees' room, and oh, some of the nonsense that he disagrees, he never with the, with disagrees ref, with, no. with, with, with his co- with his cozy club pals. Oh, I just no, feel yeah. that, that I just feel that we're setting a precedent that these refs are kind of on it together. Listen, Mike Dean, even watching, he's the most arrogant bloke in the world. Did you can you just see it? He uses arrogance yeah. and and that filters through the, the referees association when David not David Ellery, uh, Mike Riley, you know, and all that sort mm. of stuff. It, it, it's yeah, I just worry that the that the referees are 
almost overprotected in, in the sense that they're kind of they're able to sort of do as they please and then we have almost no repercussions apart from a demotion yeah, it's, for it's, one game it, it, for what, it's, it's like you know how Nuno got fined for hammering Lee Mason got 25 yeah, grand fine yeah, and yeah. lo and behold excuse my language he's fucked up for the three games after that game and the, and the Premier League actually go do you know what? actually he ain't that good we're binning him off whereas Nuno got yeah. 25 grand fine for coming out into the cameras and go do you know what oh, yeah. he shouldn't be refereeing Premier League, Premier League games he's not good enough and it's that kind of us and them scenario and I just worry the president that was set in and things like that. But hey, that's another conversation right, for another time. Let's do it. When there's an international break, we will do a rundown of VAR in a structured conversation. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I've got yeah. a a mate who referees um, semi-pro football. He's done some FA Cup games who is so, so knowledgeable on this subject. And I'd love to yeah, get him Yeah, on. yeah, bro. Yeah, get him um, on. Brilliant. Yeah, that is something we agree on at least. The game's gone. <laughs> um, it's nice to finish on something we agree. Yeah. Uh, JB, quick score prediction before we sign off. Uh, Albion two all. Two all. Okay, I'm going to go all, two yeah. one. I'm going to go two, two one all. Albion. I do think we'll yeah, win. I think, I think, JB, I think we'll go. Yeah, JB, that was an absolute pleasure. Really, really enjoyed yeah, that. Very, very exciting. Me too, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unlike the Albion. <laughs> uh, love you, mate. I'll see you next week. <laughs> love you too, son. Take it easy, bro. See Thanks you, for buddy. listening, guys. Bye-bye. You, yeah. Once again, thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, just a quick word to say, as soon as we stopped the pod recording, I realised I hadn't guessed at the last um, trivia option. I couldn't get it. And JB told me, and some of you would be tearing your hair out, it was Ravinelli for Middlesbrough on his debut when he first joined the Premier League. Have a great week, guys, and we'll see you next time.